live from 710 Keel Studios in Shreveport, Louisiana, celebrating age and maturity, helping you make the best years of your life the best they can be. The best of times, your host, Gary Caligas. Good morning, radio listeners. I'm Gary Caligas, the publisher of The Best of Times, the only magazine and radio show for mature adults in northwest Louisiana. I thank you for tuning in to our show today and also thanking those that might be listening via the Internet at www.710keel.com. Also thanking those who might be listening via the Keel application on their Apple or Android devices. We do thank AARP Louisiana Neighbors, Tenant Country of Shreveport, your Dodge, Chrysler Ram, and Jeep dealer for being the exclusive sponsors of this radio show to provide you with beneficial information each and every Saturday mornings. In just a few minutes, we're going to learn suggestions on ways to avoid falls and possible injuries. So stay tuned to the show for some very beneficial information for you and your loved ones. It is Saturday, November the 5th, and we are broadcasting our show from the studios of News Radio 710 Keel, a town square media station here in wonderful Shreveport, Louisiana. However, today's show has been pre-recorded, so we will be unable to accept calling questions and comments from our loyal radio listeners. Be sure to pick up the November issue of The Best of Times at one of our 270 distribution locations. Again, we appreciate hearing your compliments about our magazine. And again, we do appreciate hearing from you as well. This issue is going to be a little bit unique. I'm sure a, a, a lot of our um, readers have already contacted me and my wife, Tina, in complimenting us about our magazine, but also complimenting us about the new printer that we must be using because our print paper is quite different it's quite thick quite impressive and yes we have we are now using a new printer located in arkansas they've been remarkable for us this is their first issue they printed for us and again we appreciate your 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 comments about this new um printer that we are utilizing we love them so far and we hope that you will as well if you're unable to find a copy you can always go to our popular website at www.thebestoftimesnews.com to view both current and past issues over over four and a half years are located on our website where people are still downloading and viewing in addition you can listen to previously broadcast radio shows here on the best of times radio hour in addition you can download and view the 2022 silver pages senior resource directory great news our friends at ernest arlene's has brought back the best of time special dinner each and every thursday from 4 30 p.m to closing with fabulous meals at a highly discounted price of only 25 dollars. it is highly recommended due to the popularity of this thursday night special to make advanced reservations by calling 318 318- 226-1325. Again, that's 318-226-1325. I want to thank again the many, many people who attended our 12th annual Senior Day Expo at the Louisiana State Fair on October the 27th. It was a great event, lots of fun, lots of information shared by the fabulous exhibitors to help both seniors and boomers and their family members. Congratulations to the seven Grand Door Prize winners who each won prize packages worth over 1000 dollars each in addition i want to congratulate those 350 other door prize winners who i announced from the stage we want to thank of course the state fair louisiana for being the co-host along with the best of times and we do want to thank our prime sponsors aarp louisiana the city of shreveport people's health humana Citadel, senior primary care well care healthy blue louisiana etna medicare solutions and walgreens 
We also want to thank the 150 businesses and organizations who took time from their busy schedule to attend our event and provide valuable information to our many thousands of attendees at our Senior Day Expo. We'll be right back with more information, but now a word from our sponsors and advertisers who make this radio show possible. You're listening to the Best of Times Radio Hour here on News Radio 710 Keel, proudly presented by AERP Louisiana and Averest and Country of Shreveport, your Dodge, Chrysler Ram, and Jeep dealer. Gary Kaligas will be right back with more Best of Times Radio Hour after this on 1017 FM and 710 Keel. Gary's back with more Best of Times Radio Hour on 1017 FM and 710 Keel. Welcome back to our show, the Best of Times Radio Hour, proudly presented by AARP Louisiana and Hebert, stunning country of Shreveport, your Dodge, Chrysler Ram, and Jeep dealer. Joining me on my show today is a special guest, is Dr. Matthew Martin. He's a board-certified clinical specialist in the neurological physical therapy at LSU Health in Shreveport. He's joining my show today to educate all of us about the important issue of fall prevention and advice to avoid serious injuries. So thank you, Dr. Markin, for joining us today here on the Best of Times Radio Hour. Thanks, Gary. It's great to be here. Thank you for having me. So tell us a little bit about yourself and your background and uh, how you became a doctor of physical therapy, correct? Absolutely. Yeah. So um, I went to physical therapy school here in the great city of Shreveport, Louisiana. Fantastic. At LSU Health Shreveport School of Allied Health Professions. I graduated back in 2019, and so I've been in practice in neurologic physical therapy now for three years. My undergraduate is at Louisiana Tech University. Go dogs! And I'm <laughs> so, an alumni. I'm great. I think I told you that. I'm a dog. Yeah, I love Louisiana Tech. Um, yeah, so I've been in Shreveport now for, gosh, going on seven years. So I'm happy happy to be here and talk a little bit about falls prevention. One thing I would like you want to explain to our listeners, a lot of listeners out there, uh, including seniors, and boomers my age or older sometimes get a little confused that they don't understand that you are a phd level but you had to take extra courses right explain to our listeners. sure so my education consists of four years of an undergraduate degree and that was a, a bachelor of science degree in biology and then uh, the physical therapy program therapy program is a three-year doctoral degree um, mm-hmm. that you take after your undergraduate degree but then I also um, specialized in my training for another year after my doctoral degree so that I could be a, a board-certified specialist in neurologic physical therapy. So all together, wow, I've you've got... Wow, you school a while. <laughs> right. So all, all together, so I've got seven years of, of education uh, under my belt uh, since well, high school. So You're well-deserved, yeah. Dr. Morton, to, to be a doctor of that. Thank you so much. So, so explain to us, you know, Gary doesn't know all about these specialized medical fields, but neurologic physical therapy so explain that to our listeners of course yeah so in general a physical therapist is a healthcare professional who is going to uh, help you meet whatever physical goals that you need to achieve it can be after an injury or just physical goals that you need to work on that you're not able to do currently Uh, in terms of being a neurologic physical therapist that means that i'm primarily going to be working with individuals who have had some type of injury or insult to their nervous system. Okay. Uh, so I work primarily with individuals with stroke, spinal cord injury, traumatic brain injury, uh, as well as progressive disorders like Parkinson's, multiple sclerosis. Um, basically, anything that involves the nervous system is, is kind of under my umbrella. But that also includes something as simple as having balance dysfunction um, because balance is something that's controlled by the nervous system. So I work very often with individuals who are just seeing me because they have balance issues and are trying to better their balance so that they can prevent a fall. 
Awesome. Awesome. Well, that's good. I'm glad you educated me and others out there. I'm sure a lot of people wanted me to ask you sure. that questions, and now you, you answer it very professionally. So who's at risk for falls? So that's a, that's a great question, and the, the short answer is anyone who feels that they have a balance impairment or a limitation in their physical mobility that might increase their risk of falling. Uh, the long answer is there are lots of different things that play into fall risk, um, different things like using adaptive equipment. So if you're using a walker or a cane or crutches or anything like that, that can predispose you to fall. There are certain environmental conditions that can predispose you to risky fa- uh, risk of falls. So things in your home that you might trip over like cords and loose rugs and those kinds of things. Um, there, are, there are health conditions that can predispose an individual to a fall. Different cardiovascular conditions, if you have high blood pressure or low blood pressure, those things can contribute to a fall risk. A lot of uh, One thing that a lot of people don't realize is that issues with your inner ear can directly relate to your balance and issues with falling. So if you have inner ear dysfunction, that can be um, something that contributes to, to fall risk. And that's actually something that I treat as a physical therapist. So. so one question, it may sound stupid, but I'll ask you this. No stupid question. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. So in all these clinical studies, have they determined the probability of a tall person compared to a short person or the risk of falling? I don't know of any studies that have looked specifically at height as a predisposing factor for falls, um, but we do have lots of research looking at age. And so individuals over 60 to 65 are going to be at an increased risk of falling. Um, as we age, um, muscles start start to weaken. Our, our bone health um, can change, but that doesn't mean that there aren't things that we can work on to help you get back to where you want to be in terms of your balance and preventing a fall. While I'm asking that about tall is because I'm just thinking anecdotally and also people I've seen, some of the people that have had broken legs or, or hip issues seem to be more taller than the short people falling over. They can sustain the fall and sustain the etc right that's that's my thinking sometimes. i think there's something to that a taller individual is going to fall further <laughs> so um if, if a taller individual is falling there i could see that there could be some type of uh, association there to maybe a risk of fractures or those kinds of things because okay. they're falling from a uh, higher height higher height exactly so how many hospital visits related to falls occur each year do we have some stats on that so that's a, that's a great question and just kind of very broadly speaking across the world over 37 million falls happen each year that require medical attention. Wait a second, million? 37 million across the world. And that's the ones that are documented. That's exactly right. That's just the ones that are being documented. Now, here in the United States specifically, you're looking at over 3 million individuals over the age of 65 who are falling each year whose falls are severe enough for them to seek medical attention. Oh, so um, those so are more documented than the rest are Absolutely. Probably. So it's it's a very, very common occurrence um, and all the more reason why we should be ta- having this conversation. And, you know, and sometimes when seniors are alone and they might have a fall, they won't probably report it to their kids or their loved ones. I mean, absolutely. it's sad. Absolutely. And if they have it consistently lots of times it's going to get worse and worse to last and you, you might ask your dad or uncle have you had a fall no i never fallen before you're exactly right and i think the worry there a lot of times is they don't want to per- be perceived as someone who needs assistance and so oh, they're yeah. less likely to reach out to a loved one or to a healthcare provider to let them know that they've had a fall 
Um, but the good news is if you do that, um, you can get to someone who can help you with that. That's so Im- that's, that's very important. So when and where do falls most often occur? That's a great question. A lot of people think that falls are most often occurring from a height, and that's not the case. Most falls are happening in the home on level on level ground. In fact, there's been some research looking at that specifically, and and the vast majority of falls happen in an individual's living room. Wow. Um, and in so, the living room. That's right. Living I rooms and bathrooms. That. Living never, rooms and bathrooms are the are the most common areas that individuals fall. So not what a predicted kitchen. So they do happen in the kitchen, but that's actually lower on the list. It's the living rooms and bathrooms where most often those falls are occurring. So I hope you remember that. Definitely remember that factor. So, again, don't say it's going to happen in the kitchen. It's going to probably happen in the living room. That's right. It's probably going to be in the living room. (laughs) Okay. So tell us some risk factors for falling. Yeah, so that's a great question. Um, There's been lots and lots of research on this specific question. What predisposes an individual to an increased fall risk? And so we're looking at several different things. Um, age, obviously, it, it plays a role, so that's one of the big ones. Uh, a, a previous history of falling further increases a risk of a future fall. So if you've had falls in the past, you're already at an increased risk of falling. There are other things like certain types of adaptive equipment, which we already talked about, so using canes and walkers and the like. Um, because but correctly those, using those items. Exactly. Right? So not just using them, but are you using them correctly? And if you're using them incorrectly, you're going to increase your risk of falling. And that happens quite commonly. Okay, here's a tangent question. I, th- I don't know if I've told you this. Gary has a lot of backgrounds. One of it was a home health care administrator sure. for many years, for like 15 years. And so that's one thing that my nurses and my physical therapist would explain to me, being non the – I was a clinician, but not that – but. Most of the patients that were educator family members, and some most of the times they would forget. Right. And luckily, though, I think it's been many years ago. This is back in the '90s. Now they're writing down. They're giving them videos mm-hmm. so they can help brush brush up and also educate other family members of the proper use of the canes, absolutely. the walkers, because they all forget and then they'll cause them worse injuries. All right. right. That's that's absolutely right. And that's one of the things that I love about te- about technology is that we can start to give these patients resources so that they don't just have to remember how to use the device. I can give them a video of either myself or themselves using the device so that they can refer back to that and know exactly and what they're supposed so to do. And that is so good now because absolutely. before the education wasn't a good, the feedback, and, and, and of course you can now video and them using it and not using it correctly. And, and so often I see individuals who come to me with fall, a history of falls or balance issues, and it turns out they're falling because they're not using their, their assistive device correctly, and all we have to do is train them on that, and their risk of falls goes away. Um, so it can be as simple as that. And the other simple th- thing that I'm sure you and your staff hopefully do is uh, in-home visits and tell them about the throw rugs and then all the, the 40 other thousand factors that you could you're minimizing, right? Absolutely. And what I'll have patients do actually is if, if I have an evaluation, um, when they go home, I'll have them take videos of awesome. the rooms of Great. their of their Doctor. home so that they can bring those videos back to me and show me exactly what everything looks like. And then I can make recommendations on, okay, well, you've got a loose rug here. That's probably going to be a risk factor. We need to either move that or make sure it's it's tied down very nicely. Cords to lamps. Um, we need to make sure you, you can easily get to light switches so you can make sure you have adequate light when you're walking through the home. 
Um, when you have to get up in the night, you need to have light available for you so that you can see where you're stepping to get to the bathroom or, or whatever you need to do. So we make all those kinds of recommendations, and I'll have the patient actually video their their room or That's take pictures of their rooms. That's a great idea. So I, never, we can talk I never knew through, that. Yeah, yeah, we can talk through what they need to do to modify their home. Well, I wish we had that technology back in the 90s. <laughs> the nurses would come back, Gary, you would not believe it's like an obstacle course. She would enter somebody's house. And you're exactly right. Play, and she's in the nurse, the PT says, we got to get these people to to move stuff. There's no way you're going to get the walker and the wheelchair around that particular area. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I see a lot of issues with antique furniture Oh yeah. Um, where people will have just a lot of antiques packed into their home and it's not cluttered or anything. There's just so much in there that they have a hard time navigating through things and so we have to make adjustments in that way as well. Other risk factors you can think of? Yeah, so there, there are some other things. Um, there are, are certain medications that can cause different side effects um, that could predispose you to, uh, to a fall. So any medication that can cause dizziness has the potential potential to result in a fall. Um, so those are things like antidepressants um, and, and the like. Those tend to have side effects that can cause potentially falls. And tell listeners, uh, I have a lot of them. <laughs> tell me, Gary, I forgot to take my blood pressure medicine. I forgot to take my uh, uh, pain medicine, etc. Tell you. A lot of them tell me, well, I just doubled up. I tripled up because I missed three days. Might <laughs> right. as well take three because it's, it's my system's looking for three days of that particular part. But tell them the consequences of that. Yeah, so anytime you overload the system with a medication like that, you have the potential to amplify um, side effects that can already be pretty troublesome for your system. Um, so if you're double dosing your, your blood pressure meds, you can actually have a rebound effect in your blood pressure where it can go too low, and very low blood pressure can cause dizziness. And when you're dizzy, you're much more likely to fall. Oh, you're, well, some of those medicines, I mean, I, I take mild ones now. Just the one, I occasionally, I, you know, I take them in the evening because during the day I just hated taking it and waiting. It would get me a little dizzy. But now at night, I love it. It puts me to sleep. Right. And, but some, you know, some people say that oh, I can't take it at night because I, sure. want to, I want to have my low blood pressure during the day. I said, well, it works 24 hours. It, it initially hits pretty quick. Sure. And then it has a half-life, whatever it right. is. And I want it to die off in the birth, but I don't want it to start off really strong sure. when I take it at 8 o'clock in the morning, <laughs> right. right? So what other items? What other items? Yeah, so um, we talked about meds. We talked about history of falls. Um, and then there are also, of course, some uh, some extrinsic factors that we, that we talk about. So any type of environmental things in your homes. Yeah. Yeah, so things like uh, having handrails in your bathtub and your shower so that you can grab onto those things. If you're taking a shower, the floor is slippery. You're more likely to fall on those things. So something that you can grab onto to make sure you're steady. I, I highly recommend that to, to so many people. That Those are very reasonable. You can install them yourself. They have these suction cups Absolutely. now. They're, they're so easy, and you can buy them at... And I'm say the dollar store, but the five dollar store or whatever. I mean, I've got in my shower, even though I've never needed it, I probably used it once in my whole life. But it's there, and it's the grip, and you, right. and it's better to have. One thing, I'll, Gary does a lot of side tricks. Pardon. <laughs> You're fine. So I I visit hotels throughout the world. When I see a hotel that doesn't have any type of adaptive devices for in the showers, the bathtub for grabbing. I immediately tell the front desk. I Absolutely. Said, I said, you're about to have a risk factor. He said, oh, sir, young people stay. I said, I'm not young. <laughs> I could slip and fall in here. What's going to happen? Oh, well, you'll be an isolated incident. I love that word. Absolutely. And we, Isolated incident. Right. 
you know, we need more people like that who are willing to, 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 to let people know, hey, your, your setup is not appropriate for someone who might be at a risk for a fall. And there are very simple ways that we can prevent those things. And, and it could not, be as simple as installing a grab bar. A grab bar. And then, you know, the mats. Occasionally they say, well, sir, you have a mat that you can put in the bottom of your bathtub or shower. I said, well, who remembers to do that where you stuffed it and probably hid it somewhere? You're exactly I, right. I couldn't find it in that hotel. So, uh, uh, so any other risk factors you can think of? We hit the big ones, um, and most of it is, is environmental, um, but there are also just general orthopedic concerns that oh, can be okay. uh, a cause. So if you have knee pain, hip pain, ankle pain, basically pain anywhere in your legs, um, that's going to increase when you're up and moving around potentially. Um, and so if, you, you're, if you're having pain, um, that could predispose you to, to a fall as well. Uh, but Did, other than that, we hit on most Would of you them. recommend that when people have that symptom, uh, any of these risk factors, to, to be careful on stairways going up and down? Absolutely. And that's one of the biggest things that we train when we're treating someone with balance impairment is how to navigate stairs. Um, and, it, and it's a very important thing to consider because there are still stairs all over the place and we need to be able to traverse them. Um, so we teach and a lot at, about that. Even at any stairs. age, but I'm, I'm telling you, elderly people like, hate to say me, but yes, me. <laughs> I tend, I don't know where I'm at. I mean, uh, I mean, I'm getting up there. I'm 72. I think my balance is remarkable, but you never know. And That's you right. may have that little quick that, and I tend to grab the rail on either side, occasionally going up and going down. And then we, and, uh, but I see, I see seniors older than me that are like, you know, they're going to be rocky. They go up and down. Right. And they're, I'm just telling you, it could be one particular item on that stairway or that wherever they're going down, they could slip and fall so easily. Absolutely. And they're not, and they're not going to grab on them quick enough. They're Absolutely. not that quick, right? Yeah, so we want to make sure that if they do have to travel stairs, they have the ability to prevent a fall in whatever way they can. If that means grabbing onto the rail, using some type of device, whatever they need. Awesome. We'll be right back with more information. But now a word from our sponsors and advertisers who make this radio show possible. You're listening to the Best of Times Radio Hour here on News Radio 710 Keel, proudly presented by AARP Louisiana Neighbors, Sunning Country of Shreveport, your Dodge Chrysler Ram and Jeep dealer. Gary Kaligas will be right back with more Best of Times Radio Hour after this on 1017 FM and 710 Gary's back with more Best of Times Radio Hour on 1017 FM and 710 Keel. Welcome back to our show, the Best of Times Radio Hour, proudly presented by AARP Louisiana and a Bears tenant country of Shreveport, your Dodge Chrysler Ram and Jeep dealer. Joining me on my show today as a special guest is Dr. Matthew Martin. He's a board-certified clinical specialist in the field of neurologic physical therapy at LSU Health here in Shreveport. He's been giving us advice about fall prevention and advice to, of course, avoid injury and possible death, right? Absolutely. Thanks for having me, Gary. I'm glad Thank to be here. Thank you for joining us today. It's been quite educational so far. So let's talk about, well, we mentioned a little bit about diagnosis that can affect balance. Certain yeah, diagnoses. so there's a wide variety of I'm things sure that can are. directly <laughs> affect your balance. Any type of diagnosis that, that affects your nervous system has the potential to affect your balance as well. And that's specifically what I do at, in my specific specialty of physical therapy as a, as a neurologic specialist. So any um, diagnosis where you have acquired an injury to your central nervous system, that being your brain or your spinal cord, so stroke, traumatic brain injury, concussion, um, uh, spinal cord injury, those types of things obviously can affect your balance. But some of the things that people don't think about are some of those more progressive disorders, so things like Parkinson's disease, multiple sclerosis. Um, They're progressive. Explain that. Gets time right, over so over time, time those those deficits will will get worse and but aren't they taking certain medications that relieve some of their parking but may 
exacerbate the, the balance issues. You're exactly right, Gary. So something specific that we see all the time in individuals with Parkinson's, some of the, the drugs that they take to improve, um, like the tremors that they have as a result of the Parkinson's disease, um, will cause what we call orthostatic hypotension, which Ooh. just means that every time you stand up, your blood pressure will drop, uh, and it will drop low enough to cause you to feel dizzy. Um, and so when they get that dizzy feeling, of course, that's going to throw off your balance. And so while they need those drugs to uh, help with some of the symptoms related to their disease, um, those drugs can also cause symptoms that can negatively affect their balance. And so in those particular patients, they need to be very careful. And they Absolutely. And they need to take various steps to avoid And their family members as well, correct? Absolutely. So they need to be aware of that symptom first and foremost, that they have the potential to get dizzy when they stand up. Um, and then we'll do, we'll be educating them. Okay, every time you stand, take a couple of deep breaths, take a moment before you start walking, and then go. That gives them a chance to kind of settle as they stand before they start walking, so they're less likely to fall. I'm glad you brought that up about taking up when you even when you get out of bed at any age, but primarily people like me, 65 and older, right? right should do the same thing when Absolutely. you get out of bed, not just run out. Yeah, don't get just get up and go. Uh, take take a moment. I, uh, I've been doing yourself. that for years, yeah. and that my physician uh, asked me that. And I said, "Of course I do." Why did you ask me? I said, "Well, I need we need to ask more people because we've had a lot of falls lately. People sure. getting out and and in the, in the morning. So I, I do the stretch. I do that. I don't barely sit on the side of the bed and stretch for at least a minute. I hate to say I meditate too." Sure. And then I, you know, make it to the restroom. So don't yes. just rush to the restroom. Even someone who doesn't have any type of, of diagnosis, all of us, um, when, we're, when we've been lying down or sitting down for an extended period of time, when we stand up, our blood pressure drops slightly. And for some of us, it can be a little more than others. And so you might actually get a little dizzy when you stand up, especially first thing in the morning because you've been lying flat all night. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we tell patients all the time, make sure to collect yourself when you first stand. Take a couple of deep breaths. And make sure everything's good, and then and then get on your way. I love that. I love that word. Late, lately, my physicians, you collect yourself. <laughs> collect me like collect myself, like pull everything back together, <laughs> put my pants on, or what? I basically just mean by that when you when you first stand up, make sure none of those symptoms are coming on oh, okay. before That's you start to go about your business. You you medical field, you have these extra <laughs> words, which I think is colloquial as well. Right. Okay, so the most important thing we're going to talk about today is how can we prevent falls? Right. Yeah, so that is that is the question we're here to to discuss for sure, and and we've already talked about a couple of things. Uh, some things can be as simple as using a device appropriately, making sure your home is set up to help you prevent falls in the best way that you can. So getting rid of some of those types of uh, yeah. risk factors that you might trip over or things like that. Okay, let's say an individual. I'm going to put you on a put you on a pedestal here. I see more people. I hate to use the word CVS, but we'll say CVS, Walgreens, they sell over-the-counter all these assisted devices with no explanation. Right. And I'm, I'm really concerned when I see a, an elderly person says, she comes up to me, she doesn't, sir, do you think that would be good for me for my walk? I said, ma'am, is, have you been to your physician or a physical? No, I think I need one of those. That's absolutely a, a pet peeve of mine as, as a therapist. We see it all the time where individuals will go to Walgreens, CVS, Walmart, and they'll pick up a device off the shelf. And it's not that that device couldn't help them. It's just that they have no education on how to use the device, which can actually further increase their risk of falling. 
and you know those those companies will say well we put the directions inside the mm-hmm. the, the wrapping or whatever and they do but oftentimes they're very hard to understand directions even for myself um, so it's definitely something that I make sure to educate all of my clients on is if you're getting a device off the shelf at a local store make sure um, you bring it to me so that we can one adjust it to the appropriate height so that it's correct for you specifically and two, make sure you know how to use it and know how to use it in different situations. You need to know how to be use, use it on level ground. You need to know how to use it on the stairs. You need to know how to use it on terrain where you might be running into holes or like in the grass or those kinds of things. You're, you're right about that. And the other factor, which I told this lady, I mean, I don't question how old they are, but I said, ma'am, uh, have you seen a health care provider? This could be covered under your insurance. Absolutely. It, it absolutely and she's can. paying out of pocket for it. She says, well, it's, it's only twenty nine ninety five, or it might be a twenty nine ninety five piece of junk. I don't know. I've never, I've never heard of this group. It was in my, my, one of those CVS or Walgreens. And so Gary tries to be the advocate here. I says, you know, you're paying this money. You don't have to possibly pay. They may have one for a loaner. Mm-hmm. They may even have one that could be fully covered. Ask, and, what, and the other stupid question I ask him is not stupid, but... Why do you think you need it? Well, I've been slipping a little bit, and I've been sure. dragging, and you know, it's, she gave me a bunch of reasons. I said, well, that might be an indication you need to visit your doctor in your area. And she said, you know, that might not be a bad idea. But she went ahead and bought it. <laughs> I thought that was the <laughs> Of course. She went ahead and bought it, and she comes out, and she sees me. Thank you, Sonny. I love that. They call me Sonny. Uh, I'm going to take it to my doctor and show him. And while I'm there, I said, well, let's, let's hope he likes that particular sure. device that you just bought. Sure. Right? right? Yeah, we see that all the time, and you're exactly right, Gary. Um, most of the time, individuals shouldn't have to go and purchase that device out of pocket. Uh, most of the time, insurance will, will cover those types of things, especially Medicare. Medicare is great about covering adaptive equipment for individuals who need, who need it. Um, and so that's something we work directly with patients and their insurance on to make sure that they're not having to pay any any significant out-of-pocket costs for those types of devices. And so I, I'm sure, listen, what, what does Medicare care? Well, they care because in case you break a hip and you break a foot, you break a leg, it's going to be more expensive to be in hospitalization and other care. If they do the preventative stuff and avoid you having these problems, there's less medical expense on you and others in our Medicare program throughout the United States. You're exactly right, Gary. And a, a, a fact that I didn't mention earlier when we were talking about the statistics is falls result in over $50 billion of health care cost each year in the United States. Billion? And that's based on a study done back in 2015, $50 billion related wow. to falls and covering those medical expenses. And so most of the time, insurance is going to jump at the chance to purchase some type of device that could help a person prevent that fall, which would save them money down the line. Oh, big, so big we, we definitely need to make sure we're talking with patients about getting those devices covered under their insurance. Okay, uh, uh, you're going all. I'm just thinking of things. So I've had late recently people say, "Well, Gary, I need to buy better shoes so I won't slip and fall." Is that good? Good. That, so yeah, shoes can play uh, quite a big role in your ability to move around easily and potentially increasing your risk of falls if they don't fit you correctly. Slipping or and falling. Or, yeah, or if they're slipping. Um, and one of the things we actually do in our cl- our clinic is we will fit uh, individuals for orthotic inserts, okay. um, and so we can help them not only find shoes that fit them appropriately and are are, are slip free or, or or decreasing the risk of that slippage. We can also help them with custom inserts to put into their shoes that meet the need of the the build of their foot so that their foot is positioned in in the best place to optimize their walking so that they're less likely to fall 
Well, the interesting thing, I just bought a pair of shoes. Excuse all these tangents, Matt. You're probably, oh, you're fine. You're probably getting... <laughs> why is he getting talking it. about <laughs> So I recently bought a new pair of shoes at Dillard's. I'll say that. It was very expensive, and, they, and I tried them on. They fit well. But all of a sudden... I notice that there's like slip and slide, and I looked at the bottom. Oh, these are very expensive, whatever Han, whatever the, the make was. Oh, they don't have any kind of rubber, or they were so slippery. I said, "How does anybody walk on this and not trip and fall?" Said, Absolutely, well, we haven't heard about anything happen. But to me, that was a hazard in itself because I could barely when I walked around on the carpet when I went out on the flat ground without mm-hmm. the carpet. Holy moly! I was like slipping and sliding. You're there. exactly right, and a lot of times those nicer, nicer shoes, they're one, they won't come with much grip on them already. But then as you start to walk on them, you start to wear the tread on the bottom of the shoe, and that makes it even more slick. Um, so looking at the bottom of your shoes when you purchase them and yeah. seeing what type I of, never thought of, that of material they're made from can help you decide: is this going to potentially increase my risk of slipping based on the material that's on the bottom of the shoe? Could I find something else that maybe will will prevent that? And Gary did. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Gary did. <laughs> that's great. I mean, they were wonderful. They fit well, but I said, I'm not, I'm, well, the, the salesman, good purse, good lady. You can wear, you can s- scratch them out and they'll probably have better traction. Right. I said, how long will that take? <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to waste my time. And plus, hey, got the, got the better ones. That's right. right. So, any other ways to prevent falling? Yeah, so the the other big thing is if you do have balance impairment, there are, there are some things within your body that may be contribute to the, contributing to that. We've already talked about some issues that, that affect your nervous system that can play a role in your balance. Um, but a lot of times it can be just generalized weakness. Um, and so as a physical therapist, that's something that we can directly address. If we make you stronger you are less likely to fall because you can support your weight better when you're up and moving around. Um, and so there, there are lots of different exercises and, and, and training paradigms that we use in our clinic to help individuals get stronger, to increase their cardiovascular fitness, because if you have low activity tolerance, um, you're, you're more likely to get really tired when you're walking, and that's going to increase your risk of falling. And so those are all things that we work on as therapists to help prevent those falls. We need to make you stronger. We, may, we need to make you more fit um, so that when you're up and moving around, you have all the tools you need to prevent a fall. So if a person has an ear inf- you know, seniors generally don't get them, but I've heard lately, get ear infections, does that affect their balance as well? It absolutely can. Um, ear, effect, ear infections can increase the kind of the pressure within your inner ear, and there is a structure in your inner ear that is directly responsible for your balance. Um, And so if we're affecting the dynamics of that structure in your inner ear and the way it functions and the way it sends signals to your brain, it absolutely can increase your risk of falling. Um, And so it can be something so simple as an ear infection um, but or sinus infections? Or sinus infections. It's, it's kind of all related and connected. And so if we're affecting those things, it can definitely have an effect on your balance. And it's a very small area of the head where it's located. It so sure it, is. So a little thing can affect it, correct? Yeah, so the inner ear organ that controls your mm-hmm. balance is the size of a pencil eraser. Wow. Um, and so you have a very, very tiny structure that is serving a very important role for you. True. Um, and so any small changes to that area can can lead to some increased risk. Any other ways we can prevent falls? Yeah. So um, just uh, we've, we've talked about the big ones, making sure you're strong, making sure you're, you're fit and able to meet the challenges of your of your everyday life. 
Um, and we have lots of different modalities and, and pieces of equipment that we can use to help you with that um, as therapists and specifically at our clinic. Um, we're very fortunate to have lots of fantastic technology to help train balance. Um, and so I would encourage anyone who thinks that they have issues with their balance to at least to give us a call and, and talk to us, and we can tell you if we feel like you might benefit or not. So is there, I hadn't been there in a while, I took Stanley took me tour several years ago. Is there a balance analyzing machine? There sure is. We actually have uh, multiple machines that we can use to help analyze your balance. Uh, wow. We have what's called the Balance Master, uh, which gives us real-time objective data on how well you are able to maintain your center of mass over your feet um, when you're both standing still and when you're leaning and moving and those kinds of things. So how do I how do one get a diagnosis to get the use of, use of that machine? So all we need is a script from your doctor. Um, if you want it to be covered by insurance, you can see us and pay out of pocket if, if you want without a referral from your doctor. But if you want it to be covered by your insurance, we'll need a referral from your doctor, and that's all we need. The, the, we just need a script saying PTE Val and treat, um, and we can get you in, get you evaluated. So the Val will tell the individual yes or no. Yes, we have lots of screening tools, not just the fancy technology, but lots of balance tests that we can use that have oh. been heavily researched. And based on your scores on those tests, it will tell us directly if you have an increased risk of falling. So that would, if somebody takes that early enough in their 60s or 70s, it could help them prevent future falls. Absolutely. And that's one of the areas that I'm most passionate about when it comes to what I do. Um, I, I'm, I'm most passionate about prevention. Okay. Well, uh, tell I, our listeners, I'm sure that everybody's going to think, when is Gary going to tell us how to get a hold of it? <laughs> so tell them how they, you can get a hold. Absolutely. So like I said, if you want your insurance to cover it for us, um, we just need a script from your physician. And tell them a script, a medical script. A medical script from your doctor saying, PT, evaluate and treat. Um, you can you can give me a call if you want to talk further through that. Our phone number at the clinic is 318-813-2970. And ask for? And you'll ask for Matthew Martin. Uh, that is me. And you, I'll be pretty easily easily found. I'm right there in the clinic all the time, um, pretty much. So uh, if, if I'm working with a patient, they'll just leave a message, and I'll call you right back as soon as I'm free. And so if they want to fax, if they go to their doctor's office, they give this number? Yes, our number? fax number is 318-813-2981. Um, and as soon as you get that faxed over, it will be run by our billing and coding people um, in the back of our uh, our office. And as soon as I get that uh, notification that we've received your referral, I'll be calling you to get you scheduled for your evaluation. Oh, that is really interesting. I think more and more people need to get a balance evaluation. You're absolutely Especially right. after a certain age. And even if they're not taking medication or taking medication, I think it's a pre- preventative thing. Absolutely. You I know. couldn't agree with you more. Okay. So any other aspects regarding... Ooh, uh, regarding falls, or you want to hold that thought and we'll move right back? Yeah, sure. Let's hold that back. thought. Let's hold that thought. We'll be right back with more information, but now word from our sponsors and advertisers who make this radio show possible. You're listening to the Best of Times Radio Hour here on News Radio 710 Keel, proudly presented by AARP Louisiana Neighbors, Sunday Country Report, your Dodge Chrysler Ram and Jeep dealer. Gary Kaligas will be right back with more Best of Times Radio Hour after this on 1017 FM and 710 Keel. Gary's back with more Best of Times Radio Hour on 1017 FM and 710 Keel. Welcome back to our show, the Best of Times Radio Hour, proudly presented by AARP Louisiana and Ebers, tending country of Shreveport, your Dodge, Chrysler Ram, and Jeep dealer. 
Joining me on my show today as a special guest is Dr. Matthew Martin. He's a board-certified clinical specialist in the field of neurologic physical therapy at LSU Health in Shreveport. He's been giving us advice about fall prevention and advice about, of course, avoiding that serious injury or death. And yeah, I've learned a lot of new things today. Even though I've had physical therapists <laughs> on my show, you're you're very good. You're Thanks for giving, having me, Gary. I'm, I'm glad to be you're here. You're giving us some fantastic information. I know all my listeners out there are really going to appreciate this particular radio show for them and their their loved ones as well. So before we go again, uh, before we get forget again, I do want to. I give you the opportunity tell people how they can contact you in your department absolutely so we're the school of allied health professions at lsu health shreveport and all we need from you if you would like to get a physical therapy evaluation is a script from your doctor that just says pt evaluation and treatment and that can be faxed over to us at 318-813-2981 if you just have questions and you'd like to know if you think you'd be a candidate for a PT evaluation, just give me a call. You can call me, uh, my name is Math- again Matthew Martin, at 318-813-2970. That's my clinic number. And I would love to chat with you about um, whether or not I think you'd be a great candidate for our program. That's good. So what happens if individuals are more and more afraid of falling what 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 do you what do you what do you see there how do you give advice there there's a fear of falling there's a fear for them to go out after they've had one episode they're they're going to be pulled back right that's a great question and and fear of falling actually is a predisposing risk factor for falls even if you haven't had a fall in the past if you are afraid that you're going to fall it will affect the way that you walk and move around and it has the potential to cause a fall if it's changing the way you move and so we spend a lot of time educating our patients on okay your fear is legitimate um, you have balance impairment but here are the things that we can do. Here are the tools that we can provide you and the, and the training things that we can do with you to help you get to a point where that fear is no longer a concern. Okay. Um, so we talked about balance. Working on that can keep you from falling. That's mm-hmm. probably be pretty critical. So let's say Gary falls. What can I do while I'm falling to prevent significant injury? That's a great question, and it's something that a lot of people don't realize we can talk about and, and train in, in your physical therapy interventions. And so we teach patients how to fall all the time. Um, which is kind of uh, interesting, mm-hmm. but never uh, thought there, of that one. Okay. Yeah, there's there's lots that you can do to, um, of course, prevent a fall. But if a fall does occur, there are things that you can do to minimize injury to yourself. And so we teach a lot about kind of tucking your head because that's the number one thing we want to protect. We don't want you to get a, uh, an injury to your brain. Um, so we will teach individuals to kind of tuck their head. It's almost like getting into the fetal position. Um, so we'll teach individuals to tuck their head and kind of roll with their momentum as they fall. Um, and so kind of uh, people will tend to try to land real hard, um, and that can actually further the injury. And so you want to keep moving through that fall to kind of dissipate some of that force. And so we will actually we'll get the soft mats out in our clinic, and we will work on falling, which kind of right. seems crazy. But I'll have patients oh, actually great. practice the fall and practice the mechanics that they need to do in order to prevent uh, a more significant injury. And Matt, if my brain's functioning as well, it's going to record that in its data bank up there. You're exactly right. It's kind of like muscle memory. If you do it enough times, when that actual situation does happen, you're better. Up. Yeah, you're better able to to meet those needs. So when Gary went skiing with the family many years ago, we first started off we all took ski lessons i failed 
but I get, <laughs> went ahead and skied. But I learned one important thing from the ski instructors, how to fall. Right, absolutely. And it's so important. That's very critical. It is. And I was probably the only one that didn't have any kind of injury and, of course, going up there a week without knowing what we're doing. Uh, but the kids, you know, my kids were young, and my wife, they were all brilliant, you know, skiers, both. Right. You know, right. They went on blacks, and right. I would go on the bunny hills. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, that's one thing I learned. You're and right. I think was the best thing that they ever taught me because I used to go with them, and I knew how to fall. I could ski for a You're while, right. and I knew exactly when I was not going to going to make it. I'm falling. The most common injuries we see after falls are head injuries and wrist and arm fractures because people don't know what to do with their head when they're falling, and so their head will hit the ground. Um, or they'll throw their arms out and try to catch themselves as they fall, and that's how they get those wrist fractures. So there's lots we can talk about and train and teach awesome. to awesome. try to prevent those injuries. Okay, anything else to help me to prevent uh, serious injury when I'm falling. Other things? Uh, yeah. So, um, of course, if you if you know that you have balance issues and you're at risk of falling, just using an assistive device when you walk could help. Um, it gives you another point of stability as you're walking and moving around. So that just adding something like that could help really help you prevent. Yeah. If fall. you had that in your hand and you're still falling, you're tripping on something or somebody trips you, which happened to me almost today. Uh, luckily, you know, I grabbed onto something uh, that you never know. You had if you have your cane, your walker, whatever. That That's you, right. That can probably you might have an injury, but yep. it's going to be not going to be significant. Right. And those are the big ones, you know, using adaptive equipment and then just knowing how to position your body when you fall. Should should individuals out there be proactive? Let's say they're caregivers and they they see a loved one or the person they're caring for, their uncle or aunt, be proactive to to say to the individual in a tactful manner, I hope you educate them on how to deal with that individual? Absolutely. We do a lot of caregiver training um, when we see clients uh, who have maybe more needs um, than others. We will bring them in. We'll also teach them the falling mechanics, so that's oh. something that they can be re- reiterating to their loved ones or the people that they're caring for. And then we'll also teach them how to guard and assist the patient when they're moving around if they're a, a patient whose mobility is, is lower. But we'll teach them actually how to help with transfers and to help with moving from one place to the other. We'll bring them into the clinic and train them as well so that they're better able to care for either their loved one or someone that they're caring for in in a home. Okay. I want you to emphasize about transfers. That is so critical. It is critical, and it's where we see a lot of falls happening. Um, When an individual is trying to move from a sitting to a standing position, um, or if an individual is just pivoting to sit in a different chair or something like that, we see falls happen during those times all the time. And so we do a lot of transfer training for the client and for any caregiver who is associated with their situation as well. And so it's a very important piece of the puzzle. So the important thing I, I tell my listeners out there and readers, and they know this for the past 22 years uh, when I was a home health administrator, a lot of people would, family members would hire caregivers off the street, take care of mom and dad. And we found so many issues Absolutely. of caregivers not understanding how to take care of mom or dad, lift, take them out of bed, take them to the bathroom. The, the, the transferring was right. so. It's important that if if it's if it's your own loved one, your aunt or uncle that you're taking care of, and the family member, they need to be educated. And you're you're exactly offer, right. You're offering that at no charge with the patient, correct? Absolutely. Yeah, it, it comes as part of the package. So whatever client I'm seeing, awesome. educating their I don't family think the, members is, man, is part of the puzzle. I don't think people know that. Yeah. I no, really it's so do. important. 
And I would say if you're if you're having to hire someone to care for a loved one, um, you you would want to have you would want them to have some experience with that. And if they don't, bring them into your loved one session so that we can help train them as well. So if they're the one working with your loved one and you're not there, they also know how to help your loved one and prevent a fall if it if it comes to that. I hope everybody heard that because that makes those privately hired caregivers, even though they may have taken care of you or taken care of your family members for years, it gives them a, a little bit of education You're that exactly they right. might not know. You're exactly right. I mean, especially, I'm not going to pick on it, especially if the person's a beast mm-hmm. and has other particular circulatory problems, right. et cetera. It, it's not just a matter of popping them out of bed. Either. You're exactly and right. And the other, tell them what the other fallacy is. The caregiver could hurt them or herself. You're exactly Seriously right. right. And that's that's one of the biggest things that we emphasize when we're, when we're training caregivers is to use appropriate body mechanics when you're trying to help an individual, especially a heavier individual. You want to be able to help them, obviously, but also protect your body. And so we do a lot of that type of training. Well, home health care administrat- uh, agencies and most private duty agencies do train, most, not all, train their staff about lifting techniques are going through all that i mean they're they're all great in the area but sometimes when you get private independent independently hired ones most of the time it may might have worked for someone else and yes they have it but most of them have not you're right and so it's it's just all the more important to have those individuals come in as part of the process that they can learn as well so the department of physical therapy healthcare uh, allied healthcare has is a is a, a very large department i've known y'all for years i've dealt with y'all uh as a patient as well as visiting and uh, of course i think i told you my wife worked there sure. many 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 years ago but so uh it's a great and you you've come a long way i mean very, we sure have we're we're so blessed and fortunate to have um the the tools that we have in our facility we have the latest and greatest technology to help with these kinds of things um, and that's that's from generous donation by patients who have seen us before and who have enjoyed their experience and have benefited from their experience to the point that they feel like giving back to our institution well, and that allows us to yeah. have the technology that we need to help these people well that's it's some interesting technology i can tell you in the matter of 20 plus years it has changed a lot you're exactly I'm right. sure in your field as well. It sure right? has. <laughs> yeah, so it's it's amazing. So the the other thing I want to put you on a pedestal is I've heard so many success stories, and that I hope you can brag about a, a couple. Of, we barely have enough time. You that that uh, you and at LSU uh, has has helped regarding the physical therapy. You're exactly right. We see success stories like that all the time, um, and it can be as simple as I've gone a year without a fall. Wow. Um, and and we, we see that happening all the time, and it makes what we do as as physical therapists mean so much, um, and, and I'm very thankful and blessed to, to do what I do. Well, thank you for taking time to be on our show and help educate me and all as well as my thousands of listeners throughout the Arklatex and Louisiana and uh, Mississippi and Arkansas. So again, Absolutely. Thank you've you been, for having you've me been here. Great. Again, mention one last time how they can contact your office. Yes. Um, we are the School of Allied Health Professions here in Shreveport. Um, you can contact me by phone at 318-813-2970. Again, my name is Matthew Martin. If you want a PT evaluation, we just need a script from your doctor, and you can fax it to 318 318- Eight one three two nine eight one. Thank you a lot for joining us. Today. Thank you, everyone. Be sure to tell your friends to join us next Saturday for another show that could benefit you or your loved ones. Don't forget to pick up your personal copy of our magazine at one of our two hundred and seventy distribution locations. May God bless you and your family. God bless America. Have a great day and a great week. And thank you again for listening to our show. Remember to vote on November eighth. I'm Gary Caligas, wishing you and yours the best of times both today and every day. Have a great day.
Thanks for listening to the Best of Times Radio Hour here on 1017 FM and 710 Keel. Be sure to tune in next Saturday at 9 a.m. for more Best of Times. This is 1017 FM and 710 Keel.